Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and war. With Max and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, war is something uh, maybe you should be uh, getting involved in with these uh, school districts who canceled school for today. When you really didn't need to. I'm looking outside. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, mix of snow and rain, supposedly. But it was really just raining most of the time. There was, the temperature didn't drop below freezing, so we never got that uh, two to four inches that they were talking about. I don't know. It's, I saw uh, just so all I saw was drizzle. A whole lot of nothing about nothing. Faux drizzle. That's what I was listening to mm-hmm. this morning. That's Snoop what Dog. I think too. Yeah. Man, what a show today! If this don't grab you by the lapels of your jacket, I don't know what will. Representative. From the state of Massachusetts, Angelo Pupolo. Whoa! Yeah, no, Angelo Pupolo. Getting the big names on this show. He's cracking down on the state who's cracking down on the old people playing cridge, uh, uh, bridge and uh, what's the other one? Uh, canasta. Canasta. Yeah, he yeah. didn't like that. Yeah. And uh, he's also uh, the guy in charge of uh, getting legislation to maybe change the bail. So there's yeah. actually a couple of things to talk to Angelo about today. He's also a candy striper at the nursing home on the weekends. That I don't know. Can't confirm that. Could be. Also, open line Friday, and your chance to uh, win an Amazon Echo Dot. Wouldn't it be funny if he was the one running the illegal gambling scheme out of the nursing homes? We could start a whole rumor about that. Sure could. It's 536 at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of snow and rain today, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley, and a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And if you have uh, stormy weather messing things up for you, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Do we do a, are we doing a David Crosby tribute today? I'll probably play uh, something from uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash later. Well, who was the one that died last week? Uh, Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. We played a Jeff Beck tribute. Uh, maybe we can do some of David Crosby's uh, greatest hits. Founding. Founding member of both the Birds and uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young, right? Wasn't that part of that whole thing? Uh, yes. Uh, he, was, he was the Crosby part. Uh, he died yesterday after a long illness. He was 81 years old. Crosby was active on Twitter right up until Wednesday. One of his final treats was was this critique on heaven. Quote, I hope the place is overrated. Cloudy. Really? <sighs> you know, uh, by all uh, accounts... If you were to read anything that Graham Nash has said about David Crosby over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. they did not get along well, at all. In a statement, Graham Nash noted that their relationship was volatile, but he added, quote, What has always mattered to David and me more than anything was the pure joy of the music we created together. The sound we discovered with one another and the deep friendship we shared over, the, over all of these many long years, up until the time that I decided I didn't like him anymore. Crosby uh, famously spent five months in prison in 1986 on drugs and weapons charges and received a liver transplant in 1994 after years of drug and alcohol abuse. Does Phil Collins get his money back or is the warranty up for the liver? Because he was the one that paid for it. Oh, I don't I don't know if there's a return policy. Yeah, Phil Collins financed 
David Crosby's liver. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I was did, reading about that yesterday. Did you know that David Crosby was the sperm donor yeah, for I Melissa was, Etheridge's uh, baby? Yeah, see, I was more uh, more entertained by the fact that uh, Phil Collins uh, paid for this liver transplant that he probably shouldn't have gotten because of his years of substance abuse and then being pushed all the way to the front of the line because right. he has money. Well, nevertheless, uh, he's got himself quite a legacy. Uh, yeah, he was also the producer of Melissa Etheridge's children. In 2000, she revealed that Crosby was the donor for her two kids with then-partner uh, Julie Cipher. I thought it was just one. One of them uh, died in 2020 due to a drug addiction at the age of 21. In addition to the other child he fathered for Melissa, Crosby is survived by his wife, two sons, and two daughters. All right. He didn't have to have sex with Melissa Etheridge to do that, right? He just did. No, the whole, I don't. I don't believe there was any of that. It was like a donation bin, like in the parking lot of a Price Right. <laughs> don't even know if it was that. Here, you got your uh, your Salvation Army, your Goodwill. And David Crosby's <laughs> DNA dumpster. <laughs> ah, so let me step right up. Uh, is there a fourth option? Uh, no, there isn't. That's it. That's Alec, too bad. Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. The Santa Fe District Attorney is also charging the movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. They uh, are... They're actually facing two counts each of manslaughter. Assistant Director David Hall signed a plea agreement for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. Alec claims Hall's handed him the weapon and said it was safe just before it went off. Alec's attorney says the decision to charge him, quote, represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. I think he's going to get off of this. He probably will. I think he's going to. Most of this is just for show. Well, you wonder whether this, uh, you know, whatever whatever happens in a criminal trial, whether this sets up the opportunity for a civil lawsuit after it's over. Yeah. And I don't know what the uh, the answer would be. I tend to think that's probably what's being thought. As for why Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed are each facing two counts of involuntary manslaughter, it's because one of them includes a firearm enhancement. A jury will have to decide which version of the crime each of them is guilty of. The version with the enhancement comes with a mandatory five-year prison sentence. That's what you just said. It's yeah. going to be so difficult for a jury to even convict anybody because it's so yeah, detailed. It, I mean, there's so many different avenues that you could point fingers at. But on a civil lawsuit, they may be able to get something out of it. The civil lawsuit, the entire movie company and all those, that, that's all probably going to be settled. But uh, as far as Alec, he ain't going to jail. I don't think so. How could you send Alec Baldwin to jail? Probably not as hard as you might think. Well, I mean, I was upset when uh, Aunt Becky went to jail for a month. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, Robert Pattinson said he's uh, tried every fad diet he can think of except consistency. In an interview with ES Magazine, he says, quote, I once ate nothing but potatoes for two weeks as a detox. Just boiled potatoes and Himalayan pink salt. Apparently it's a cleanse. You definitely lose weight. He also said he uh, tried keto once, but he couldn't realize, but he realized he couldn't drink beer on it. Isn't he already rather thin? Yeah, he's a very strapping young fella. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really need to lose <laughs> Wait. He said he's never struggled with body image, but that there is a dangerous pressure put on men to be in shape and lose weight. Not really, dude. No, I, I'm, this whole dad bod thing. Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling a whole lot of pressure. I'm kind of embracing that one. 
the dad bod. <laughs> Check this out. I don't got a six pack. I got a thirty pack down here. I got a match party ball right in my uh, in my gut. Quote: Even if you're just watching your calorie intake, it's extraordinarily addictive, and you don't quite realize how insidious it is until it's too late. Deep words from Robert Pattinson. Uh, Chopra, you know Chopra? Uh, Deepak? No, Pri- Priyanka Chopra. Okay. Says she uh, used to. Uh, she had to use a surrogate to carry her baby with Nick Jonas. Said I had medical complications. It was a necessary step. Or maybe Nick Jonas just doesn't like to have sex with anybody. Possibility. I'm going with, I'm going with that one. Uh, Lucy Hale will die alone before she settles for a man. She said she's manifesting her ideal person, and she believes she can find someone uh, she mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically connects with. Yeah, good luck with that. At this age, you ain't never going to find anybody. I mean, she's only 33, but still. Well, I mean, it, she's not exactly a spinster at 33. No. And uh, Kim Kardashian says she's happy that Kanye has found someone and tied the knot with. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. Last time somebody tied my knot was when Ray J stuffed the balloon knot and made me turd waddle for a week. And that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn, thirty nine ninety five. 95 <laughs> And Caitlin? Whenever I got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had my gentleman's relish drip down on the fiery biscuits. <laughs> I munched on that lunch meat even though she had the red wings for the better part of the oh, week. Oh, fuck, crying out loud. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is my, deggles, my devil's bagpipe is going to leave a Velcro triangle resembling Pete Burns's lips. <laughs> you spin me right around, baby, right around like a record, baby. <laughs> That's a d- deep one, isn't it? it? Yeah. You, know, you need to go actually uh, review that one. We need to we need to update these. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood treasure. We're going to do it. Yeah. Hey, Steve, do you know Classic Rock at 614 in Kansas with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102? Going to be a mix of rain and snow throughout the Pioneer Valley this morning. A winter weather advisory is still in effect until about, uh, I believe, 6 p.m. tonight. I don't That remember. seems about right. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, congratulations to the uh, the folks at uh, in Wilbraham mm-hmm. uh, making national news yesterday. Minichog High School, Minichog Regional High School. Yeah, what an exciting day yesterday was. I mean, national news all over the country. Everybody talking about Minichog, and uh, everyone saying, "Wow, Minichog's finally." Making it on the international scale. Yeah, I'm reading this story now. Uh, lights uh, throughout a relatively new Massachusetts high school building have been lit at all hours of the day and night for nearly a year and a half because no one can turn them off. Now, I know that in my house, it's usually a matter of finding the right switch. Yeah. But at Minichog, uh, the right switch means nothing. Yeah. Uh, Minichog Regional High School uh, was completed in 2012. About a decade later, in August of 2021, the lighting system failed. By November of 2021, the student population had taken notice. The school newspaper wrote an article in which it was estimated that 7,000 lights across the building were impacted. Memos obtained from the Hamden uh, Wilbraham Regional School District revealed that the system's safety measures and its connection to other systems made it impossible for building managers to turn lights off without impacting other systems. One year after the problem began, staff was manually shutting off breakers to cut power to exterior lights, and some bulbs were simply removed to keep them from burning (laughs) power around the clock. It sounds like my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I hear you on that one. Yeah. I got one one of these... 
these ceiling fans with a bunch of lights in it. Yeah. And these vaulted cathedral yeah. ceilings in the side room. Yeah. And the bulbs are burning out like one at a time. And you're waiting for that last one before you finally call somebody over to repair it. Because- well, I, it, it, it involves bringing a very, very tall ladder into the house. And yeah. I, you know, I just don't want to do that. But do you even have one of those? A ladder? A big ladder like that to reach that. Yeah, but it's in the shed way in the backyard. I'd, yeah. have, to, I'd have to carry You're, it down a hill or two. And, oh, it's just too much work. You know what? The, you know what's going to be the worst part for you is when you clean it. Oh, because, yeah. Because, and the fan, you've obviously been using the fan. As sure. The, you know, the fan itself. That is only going in one direction. When you... Did you ever clean a fan blade? Oh, disgusting. It's disgusting, and if you just change the direction, most of the dirt will fall off onto the floor. I yeah. used to have one of those in my old house, and we finally... And I don't know why the owners did this. I think they just did it just to put a light up there, but they didn't put one of those extender poles on it. So the thing was right up on the ceiling, which right. was like 15 feet high. <laughs> So then when we finally, when the guy, I had a guy come in and change it out, there must have been about an inch of dust oh, on, easily. The, on the fan blade. Yeah, no, I know that, ha- I know that happens, yeah. and, I've, and I've, I've seen it at other, home, other homes that I've had, but if all those bulbs burn out of my, yeah. uh, my room, I'm not sure they're ever really going to get changed. I, I still like the idea of a major school district unscrewing light bulbs to save energy. <laughs> We fully understand the optics around the cost of keeping these lights on as it relates to taxpayer dollars and the money we are spending to do so. Unfortunately, there are limited options available to us due to the property or, or I'm sorry, due to the propriety nature of the lighting system. That's the superintendent and assistant superintendent wrote in a memo over in August. As they tried to find somebody to repair the system, school officials discovered that the original installer of the system had been sold multiple times. The memo says school officials struggled to find someone at the new owner. Uh, who was familiar with the system, but were eventually given a rough estimate of $1.2 million to replace the entire system. <laughs> See, that's the problem. When you buy things from a company, yeah. you have no idea if you're if they're going to be sold or not. We had, we had a, we, I think we still use a system here. It's a contesting system where we have a database of like all the things. Yeah. Well, we got that back in like 2005. And that company is a French company, which has been sold multiple times. There are people that don't know how to fix certain problems with that particular program. And it's their product. It's their product now because they have taken it over. And you know the worst part about it here? What? Nobody here speaks French to understand how to fix it. All of the warnings (laughs) are in French. Like, there's no changing it to English. No, absolutely not. Yeah. one of the surprising things about the story that I read, um, one of the uh, one of the students, uh, Lily DeGrand is her name. She's a, a junior at Manichog, mm-hmm. said the teachers have been complaining because they couldn't dim the lights to show videos and movies on the uh, on the whiteboards on the smartboards, which you know is a system in itself which costs you know tens right. of thousands of dollars per room to have a smartboard technology you know installed and everything else. You would think. That uh, you know, a building this new, <laughs> this you know, ornate and beautiful would have yeah. a system that would allow you to, di- at the very least, dim a light. They don't. You can't. Yeah. There's I, nothing they can do. I know nothing about, I don't really know that much about electric, electric, electric work, electrician work. Sure. That kind of thing to yeah. begin with. 
Uh, I just know to not get shocked. I know to not touch wires and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you, you, you don't want to turn the lights on and off with your teeth. Yeah, I, if there's something I look at and go, that requires a professional, then I call a professional to, right. to, to take care of that. Uh, but uh, I don't know how, I don't know what the deal is with a a major system like that. Sure. Now, uh, as a resident of the town of Hamden, yeah, you know, Hamden's part oh, of that paying, regional school system. You're paying the electric bill. Yeah, part of my property taxes are paying for the uh, the lights to never go off. Yeah, at uh, at Minichog. and you know, I mean, to be uh, perfectly honest with you, I would think that if you can't turn the lights off on a building that's two hundred and forty eight thousand square feet, and there are seven thousand bulbs inside, <laughs> that I'm paying for at least a portion of. The square footage to be illuminated 24 hours a day. Absolutely. Like, it's coming through. Like, uh, yeah, I'm paying through the nose so that the high school can be lit. Why don't you go at sit? At times it doesn't need to be. You should go sit there one afternoon and just uh, start reading the book in the foyer. And then when somebody asks you, what are you doing here? You're like, I'm paying for these lights to be on. I might as well use them. <laughs> I'm reading War and Peace. See? Yeah, <laughs> or like like do a puzzle, like a like a darkly yeah. colored puzzle. I can't see you know the, the lights in my house aren't bright enough, but I figured I'd come to the high school where the lights never go off. Here, here's a good senior prank that I'm not encouraging anybody to do, <laughs> but with the light problem now, yeah, go out and get a bunch of those glow in the dark stars and put them everywhere in the school, and then when they finally turn the lights off. Then you'll see like a Ooh, yeah. like a planetarium. That would be cool, huh? Like the Wilbraham Planetarium. <laughs> I could deal with that. Yeah. So uh, I'll uh, we'll we'll see what my property taxes say next year on uh, on the electric bill. See, uh, they didn't have these problems when I went to Minnetonk. I was in the old building. They could shut any light off anytime, <laughs> anywhere, any place. I'm pretty sure in the old building there were lights that didn't work ever. Like you couldn't turn them on. I think didn't they teach by candlelight? Back when you went to Minichon? Yes, yes, yes. It was that long ago. <laughs> it was just a little schoolhouse right on right on Main Street yeah, in Wilbraham. They'd build a yeah. they'd build a fire in the yeah. in the in the in the classroom oven. Oh yeah, we had uh, we had Nellie Olson who was uh, quite the she had quite the rough tone. She had a chip yeah. on her shoulder. Yeah, that girl. She, she, she really she, did. And then we had uh, well, you Ingle. know who her mother was. And then yeah, well, yeah, she was the one that was do running the operation in in, in the in the phone booth. And then, uh, and then they had the the Ingalls kids. <laughs> they were all there. We all lived like a happy little life. Yeah, yeah. And you until all... they until they came and blew up the town. Oh, I know. And, the, and the, you were all in the same classroom, regardless of age. That's right. It's six twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Ring in the new. Having a hot flash. It's uh, six twenty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. My wife uh, just suggested that we uh, start an adopt a bulb program for Minichug. I think I, I like that idea. Well, I mean, uh, we had that Battery Boys idea where we could do the uh, we could do, add bulbs to that too. Yeah, bat, battery and bulb boys, battery bulbs and balls. That's what you got. <laughs> I feel like we're diversifying almost too much. Uh, are you ready for a joke? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, let's see. Here we go. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Tell me, tell me what's funny. on Rock One Hundred Two. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's classic rock. Uh, what did Lisa Marie say to Michael Jackson when she wasn't in the mood? I don't know. What did Lisa Marie say to Michael Jackson when she wasn't in the mood? Just beat it. Ah! 
Ah, you see why that's funny? Because he was married to her, and uh, you know, and they were married for a time, and and they probably didn't have any uh, relations. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for... Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electronic, the all-electric Ionic uh, 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The search continues for the missing 35-year-old woman from Brookfield who's been missing for over a week. Multiple Mass State Police units joined the Brookfield Police and Fire Departments. The Special Emergency Response Team and K-9 units expanded their search for Brittany T. She was last seen on January 10th at about 8.30 p.m. walking away from the home where she was staying on Main Street uh, toward Lewis Field. Uh, Brittany was reported missing three days later by her family. Uh, the town, the DA uh, in Worcester is asking town residents to search their sheds and garages for any sign of the young woman and even urging residents with security cameras to check to see if they saw her. Uh, Brittany was last seen wearing a black winter coat, hoodie, je- hoodie jeans, and work boots. She's 5'6 and weighs 120 pounds with brown hair and blue eyes. Uh, state police released new photos of her. Those surveillance uh, images were captured on January 6th, just four days before she went missing. Authorities, uh, and there, you can find those on the... Uh, 22 News website. Authorities set up an anonymous tip line for anyone to provide information that could be relevant to the case. Worcester County DA Joseph Early urged people to call the hotline at 508-453-7589. Hadley Police and the Northwestern DA's office will be holding a news conference this morning to provide an update on a hit-and-run accident in October that left a 13-year-old boy seriously injured. Investigators will outline what they've learned over the past two months, provide photos and video surveillance of the van suspected in the accident, and announce how the public can help. The news conference is scheduled for 10 a.m. On Tuesday, October 11th, uh, at around 7.30 a.m., a 13-year-old boy was struck by a van while crossing Route 9 at a crosswalk near the Hampshire Juvenile Court. Police believe the vehicle involved was a white 1997-2004 to Ford Ecoline cargo van with an extended rear length. You know how hard it is to find a van like that? Uh, yeah. Because they're so popular among utility people. How many hit-and-run accidents have we had in the last 12 months? Too many. One is too many. But, you know, I mean, it just seems like there's just more and more people not sticking around and taking responsibility for what just happened. Like, I don't know. I mean, it... I don't know what the numbers are compared to previous years. It just seems like for whatever reason, there's a lot more of these hit and runs than ever before. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the cause is. I don't or, get it. You know, a lot of people don't have insurance or licenses either. That's another problem that, that's been going around. You see, How many times have you seen these drivers arrested? You know, they catch up to them and the guy didn't have a proper insurance or didn't have a license or any of those other things. The uh, Northampton City Council is considering an ordinance to limit the number of retail cannabis dispensaries in the city. The City Council last night had to make a decision on whether or not to cap the number of cannabis dispensaries at 12. Supporters of the ordinance cite the oversaturation of the cannabis industry within the city as well as possible health effects on local youth. Come on, man. You're being a downer. <sighs> you know, we we gave you some information this, uh, this week about, uh, about cannabis in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. uh, right now, uh, INSA at the old uh, at the old Luxburger building, yeah, is the number one dispensary in all of Massachusetts by of, quite a bit. Think about that: one location, 
gross profits or gross, what is it, gross revenue? Total sales. Total sales. $72 million at that one location in Springfield. Yeah. Even now, if the high cost of operating these things or whatever, even if you kept a third of that. You know, the, the thing is, it's like, you know, can you claim oversaturation if 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 one dispensary out of how many there were operating last year mm-hmm. and i don't know the number i don't know if it's 10 or or all 12 i don't i don't know if the one is getting 72 million dollars in sales yeah that to me doesn't sound like an oversaturated market no that sounds like a very profitable market it would be oversaturated to me if you had 12 dispensaries and they're all struggling because they're all trying to pull apart, uh, you know, a, a customer base. But that's how business works. Yes. If you start a business and you don't make it and you don't make a profit off of it, then that's kind of how you close and that's how it works. And other people have become more successful at it. Now, do you deny, say, like a <laughs> liquor store, a liquor license because of oversaturation of the marketplace or you do it because the state dictates or the licensed board dictates yeah. a certain amount maximum you know the uh the big difference between those two is the federal deregulation versus the you know alcohol is yeah. is obviously uh, is is taxed by the government and you know you don't have to worry about atms working or things like that in order to purchase alcohol you do have to worry about that if you're purchasing marijuana. So I don't know if it's really fair to compare the two, but you you are talking about two substances. True. That uh, you're right. There's. Are you going to start doing that to liquor stores? Start capping them. Uh, well, we I mean, but that's it. They already all, do have a cap with the amount of liquor licenses. Right, have. but but they're but it's, but it's different. You know, here they're here they're conveniently talking about an oversaturation of the marketplace. Yeah. Which is not entirely true because if I, for example, let's say they cap it in in Springfield, and I'm not satisfied with the twelve that are there, I'll go to a, a dispensary in some other town. And I got news for you: they're all over the place, and they're all doing pretty doggone well. Uh, supporters of the ordinance cited the oversaturation of the cannabis industry within the city, as well as the possible health effects on local youth. There are some exceptions to this ordinance after being passed. For example, it would not apply to business owners who qualify as social equity candidates defined by the Cannabis Control Commission of the Commonwealth. Meaning what? That's what I don't know. Opponents said it does help the city's economic business status. The ordinance now goes to the mayor who can sign it or veto it and send it back to the city council. You know what they really need to do is uh, make sure that you know, the money that they're bringing in from these places is appropriated to the things that they said they were going to appropriate them for. Um, but, but that's, but is that the state or the city and town that is deciding that? Uh, because the, the, the dispensaries are giving that money up as part of their, their license and agreement. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, wherever that money goes, really winds up being the choice of the community that hosts them. The only problem that I've seen with cannabis is the smell. The, yeah. The burnt smell. Mm-hmm. Like, you can smell it. 
There was that one night we came out of the Academy of Music after our live show that we did there. Yeah. Back in like 2019, I think. Yes. And it stunk because the air was stagnant to begin with. And then you had all these people in that was it Pulaski Park? What is that? What's the park right there? I don't. I don't know the name of the park, but yeah, I know what There's you're talking about. There's people hanging out in there, and smoking, they're all smoking, and yeah. they're all smoking weed. It's really, it's, it's just as yeah. But you can make the same as a, a cigarette. Smoke. Yeah, I was, was going to say you can make the same complaint about cigarette smoke because there are many people that are very offended by that. There are many people offended by that, but we've also put people in places to go, and you, you know, you have this area to smoke in where. You know, there's no regulation on... Actually, you're not even really supposed to be consuming it in public. But they do. But they do, and it just creates that trashy smell. Like, you can just tell you're in, like, a trashy area. If I can smell it off of you from 15 feet away... Yeah. You might be smoking too much of it. We, uh... I I told you, when I went out to the Grand Canyon, we stayed in, in Las Vegas, and... You know, obviously, the kids were out during the day in Las Vegas, you yeah. know, and, you know, you you smell it. You smell it everywhere. So now everywhere my kids go and we smell that smell, they're like, up, oh, smells like Vegas. Smells like <laughs> Vegas out here. <laughs> You're walking around Northampton. Smells like Las Vegas. Yeah, good, good times. A new STD strain has been identified in Massachusetts that resisted treatment, according to the Department of Public Health. This is the uh, like the, uh, the the super gonorrhea, right? Well, I was going to give you a clue as to what it was. All right, then forget I even said yeah. it. Um, my loins burned for her, much like the burning I would soon experience after our lovemaking session. Gonorrhea! Gonorrhea! Gonorrhea, an STD, can result in pelvic inflammatory disease, infertility, and other health problems if left untreated. Two residents in Massachusetts have detected to, have been detected to have the new strain, but is resisting antibiotics. One person had a reduced response to multiple antibiotics, no direct connection between uh, the two people, with genetic markers that indicate a similar drug response. Contact tracing is being conducted to determine if other individuals have acquired this infection. They were both cured with... Ceftriaxone, an antibiotic to treat gonorrhea, currently recommended. Healthcare providers were issued an alert to raise awareness of the new strain. This is the first time that resistance or reduced response to five classes of antibiotics has been identified in the gonorrhea in the United States, according to the Mass Department of Public Health. Look at that. I'm uh, I'm looking at the Mayo Clinic uh, symptomology of gonorrhea. Yeah. You don't really want to know. Why is it that bad? It can uh, it can find itself on the uh, the throat, the joints, the eyes, the back door. Mm. Can involve uh, painful, different uh, you know biological functions, uh, different uh, other fluids uh, located Ooh. at certain areas of the body. That uh, and the pain or the swelling in at least one, if not both, testicles. Yeah, you've already turned me off when I read. Uh I can't even describe it. It's a discharge. Uh, mm. Yeah. I, uh, mm. listen, I, uh, listen, it's dangerous out there. You do not want to be playing Russian roulette with your penis. I do that every day. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... Uh, <laughs> One of them's about to go off. I'm sure yeah. it'll go off in your hands if you're not uh, treating it with respect. But uh, at least, listen... Uh, 
I know there are some people that don't like wearing the condoms. I know people uh, complain, but you don't want this. And if you want to take the risk, go take a look at the Mayo Clinic uh, yeah. uh, explanation of what gonorrhea will do to you. You don't want that. Gonorrhea. Especially if it's treatment resistant. That's the worst kind of gonorrhea. Yeah, that's got to be a that's got to be a bummer. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, I got gonorrhea. I'll just go to my local CVS or Walgreens and take a couple of uh, you know, couple of doses, and I'll be all set and ready to go. Yeah, at least with herpes, it only comes out once in a while. Yeah, not this yeah, time, not pal. Gonorrhea? Oh man, you're done for. If it's resi- if it's resisting the antibiotics that you would be taking, forget about it. Some guy went into a Taco Bell near Denver on Sunday and got into it with employees because the soda machine wasn't working. So they gave him an extra burrito to diffuse things. Whoa. I tell you I'm thirsty. You give me a sandwich. I got to tell you, that would pacify me. Yeah. Well, uh, no one or more employees could be in big trouble after he ate the burrito and almost died. A nearby hospital called the police that night to report that he had been poisoned and it was definitely the burrito. He saved it for dinner and got so sick he had to call 911. They ended up finding rat poison in it. In the burrito? Yeah. The manager of the Taco Bell says they don't keep rat poison around and the guy's a regular who's caused problems before, so she seems to be struggling that he might have done it himself to get them in trouble. The health department closed the place down but let it reopen later. Police are looking through security footage to see if it shows anything. They're currently investigating it as an attempted homicide. Listen, uh, rat poison, decon, is not typically a uh, an ingredient in anything the Taco Bell typically serves. Even the new Mexican pizzas don't no. even have the rat poison on it's it. It's just rat meat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that may that may be that may be true. It's just the meat. It's not the uh, the actual poison that kills them. Speaking of uh, drinks, yeah, this is the weirdest thing. We were at a restaurant the other day for uh, for lunch. It was, it was this never? I've never heard this happen before at a restaurant. Uh, we, we were uh, getting ready to uh, to order uh, our drinks, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, before uh, ordering our meal, and the waitress says, "Yeah, I don't know how to break this to you, but uh, we are out of uh, CO two, so none of our." Uh, Ooh, none of our drinks, no seltzers, no seltzers, no sodas, no nothing, which was fine. But it's like, I've never heard that. How do you just yeah, I've never not have that. any? Well, I guess you had short supply. I mean, I ordered I ordered an iced tea. I was uh, I was perfectly fine with that. But I mean, if I'm if I'm one of these people that's like, you know, addicted to soda pops, I would cause a, a ruckus. You are S-O-L, my Yeah, friend. no kidding. What, yeah. am I supposed to drink water out of the tap? Please. What, uh, what am I? I could probably eat at home if I if was willing to settle for that. My uh, my kids all order mostly water when we go out. My kids were never soda drinkers. Yeah. Never. Uh, ever. Uh, once in a while, my youngest will get like a sweet drink, like if it's like... Uh, it's some like crappy uh, Applebee's or something like that. Yeah, get, yeah. Oh, can I get the uh, the frosted twister thing or whatever the whatever the drink is? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so, because it's really just sugar sugar sugarfied fruit juice. Yeah, like if I if my my kids would would do the same. Like yeah. they would never order a soda, but if you took them to like a Dunkin' or a Starbucks, they would order the the most sugary drink you could possibly imagine. You know, with all these uh, stupid videos going around, 
all these kids want to go to Starbucks and make these drinks. Yeah. They're like $8. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not paying you. I'm not paying for all this extra stuff that you're putting into a already overpriced drink. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to see a mix of snow and rain with a high of 36 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37, 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Live 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. 652 at Elton John with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of rain and snow today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. Looking at 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Listen what's coming up this morning. This is a remarkably busy Friday morning. Obviously, it's Friday, so open line Friday coming up after 8 o'clock. We're going to be talking to Angelo Pupla, who we haven't talked to in a, a damn years. good long time. Two years. It's It's been two years? Uh, From my notes... That I, you know, when I go back and search, yeah, uh, thing, it was two years ago. It was like in April of 2020. I, I don't even like remember what we talked to him about, but uh, he'll be on uh, in just a little while because there are some things to uh, talk to him about. Plus, uh, code word Alexa. We're going to be giving away another code word uh, so that you can win an Amazon Echo Dot, like Lance uh, Pilko did yesterday from uh, from Southington. Won himself a uh, an Amazon Echo Dot. When you hear the code word. Uh, around 7.50 this morning, you want to go to rock102.com and enter that word before noon, uh, and we'll choose a winner every weekday at random. It's Code Word Alexa, brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, I'm reading the, uh, that you're right about that Wilbraham story is national. It's everywhere. And I'm, and I'm reading this comments on this forum. It's a failed server means school has not been able to turn its lights off in over a year. And uh, some of the people commenting in uh, sw- uh, toggle switches. That's a good idea. Yeah. No s- no server required, but you might have to train the staff on how to use them. On and off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and people are making good points. I don't understand why they wouldn't have put redundant switches in. Uh, I, I don't really know. And as nice as that building appears, there are a couple of things within that building that kind of make you scratch your head and go, shouldn't they have done that correctly the first time around? Yeah, and then uh, somebody says, I feel any electrical tech could just add a switch in line so it could be manually controlled in case of a server failure. I mean, I don't really understand what that means, but it makes sense. I was reading it like I knew what I was talking about, but I don't. Yeah, ever read something you go, oh, yeah, no, I totally see that and have no idea what it's actually telling you. Uh, Upgrading to the silver package should fix it. I was going to say that, but I just didn't know if the silver package was any better than the gold package or the cost analysis that was involved. Yeah, uh, a smart building filled with dumb people. I don't know if I want to be the one to relate that. By the way, we'll be talking to a Wolverham representative just coming up in a few minutes. We'll find out what's going on there. It's 655 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I'm sure you may know by now, last night the Boston Bruins pounded the New York Rangers for their eighth win in their last nine games, beating the Rangers with a final score of 3-1. to one. Bruins have now improved their NHL leading uh, record to 36 wins and only five losses. And while I can sit here and wax rhapsodic about the joys and various thrills of having the Bruins boast the greatest season in team history, I will refrain from doing so. Instead, 
I would like to focus on something that I find to be rather intriguing. What do you do with the old guys when the young guys are playing so damn great? Yesterday is reported that team management has been in discussions with team captain Patrice Bergeron about the idea of what is being described as load management. Now, when I hear management buzzwords like thinking outside the box or paradigm shifting, I usually employ a surprisingly uh, large lack of interest. But when it comes to something known as load management, I find myself getting lost in thought and quickly rushing towards my own inappropriate conclusions. But as it turns out, load management has more to do with giving Patrice Bergeron a break, allowing him to sit out certain games so he can give his 37-year-old body a chance to more easily bounce back from the rigors of playing 19 brilliant seasons in in the NHL. And as far as Patrice is concerned, he says, quote, I knew this would be a question because I ate a puck to the face. Perhaps you did. But in his mind, load management would be a team decision. He just wants to play hockey, and who could blame him? You see, to me, load management sounds like something you might find in one of Ron Jeremy's film credits. Not the sort of thing that you should take the captain of your hockey team off the ice for. Based upon its everyday business applications, I wouldn't mind a little load management myself from time to time. I am, after all, 19 years older than Patrice Bergeron, and with 3,159 days to go before I retire, I'm not sure how much of this workload I should be carrying. If only I had a little bit of load management shot my way, I might be able to maximize my productivity with more management manageable loads, and I would be okay with that. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Aaron's is the king of snow. And at the Palmer Rockies, Jeffrey is the king of Aaron's. And Aaron's trained expert will show you why you want to blow with a king. An Aaron's snowblower from Rockies Ace Hardware. Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storm. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock at 707 and ZZ Top. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of snow and rain today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. Can we make this quick? I got to go uh, make some collections. <laughs> I got to I gotta go visit Orchard Valley over in Wilbraham. Yeah, you got some senior centers. We got to roll a couple of old people. Well, Albert hasn't paid his debt yet. On the phone with us, uh, with us right now, it's been a long time and always a pleasure to welcome him back. State Representative Angelo Pupolo. Good morning, Angelo. How you doing? Morning, guys. Always great to be here. Always a pleasure. All right, so uh, give us a, an idea of w- how did this come to be about somebody cracking down on, on nursing homes where people were playing, like, you know, harmless card games? How did that come to be? It mainly senior centers. Uh, not, we're trying to still figure out where the genesis of this came from, but I believe somewhere in the uh, Elder Affairs or somewhere down the line, an edict sort of came out that said, look at. Uh, and what happened, I have no idea. Maybe somebody lost $2 and complained uh, to somebody, and then you know someone actually looked at the law and said, well, wait a minute, even for a penny, um, you know, if you will, they're not supposed to be able to have you know, gambling, you know, this unauthorized gambling, especially on public property. So um, you know, I, I think that's where that sort of came down. They've been doing it for years, nothing new, right? It's a small, little, friendly, maybe a weekly pitch game or a, a poker game or you know, whatever, pinochle, dominoes, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, that was going on. It adds to the uh, dimension of the game. And, uh, you know, they were uh, doing that for years. And uh, about last year, I started getting, uh, you know, phone calls, uh, seniors coming up to me at events saying, hey, did you know what they did? They took away our ability to, you know, albeit even bet pennies. You know, if they're playing Michigan Rummy, if you will, for pennies, they can't even do that. So uh, I started to dig into it a little bit and uh, said, yeah, well, 
you know, there is, you know, the, the laws of the state, you know, uh, there's only one small exemption for uh, some of these senior centers for uh, bingo or bino. They can apply for a license, you know, to get that to allow uh, totally different than the, the high stakes or the paid bingo, but they can have smaller bingo games. So what I'm trying to do is do the same thing. Say, look, at, let's have some way to allow these seniors to go back to having fun, to having a little bit more excitement in these games and, Honestly, for electric, you know, like stimulation of the mind in terms of, you know, you're counting even pennies, you know, yeah, it but, adds to the excitement. But you know what, Angelo, I mean, I, I don't, I don't need to, to tell you about the moralistic societal scourge that cribbage has plagued on, uh, you know, elderly all around the country. I know people who play bingo into their eighties and nineties who will roll you. if You think you're uh, using your dauber in an incorrect fashion. So I think, uh, you know, you know, clamping down on these kinds of, uh, you know, illegal activities uh, you know, maybe warrants another look-see. Well, I, I think that, look, at you know, you're talking apples and oranges when you're talking high-stakes bingo. Listen, I used to go once in a while to bingo, and if I yelled out bingo, everybody would give me a dirty look, right? Yeah. You're, playing for, you're playing for $100 or a coverall that's 500 Okay, maybe a little different, might a little bit more at stake. <laughs> uh, but if somebody looks at your cross-eyed for $0.10, cents, I, I think there's a little bit of a problem. And, and I don't think we've had that. That's not been a problem. That hasn't been sort of the issue in terms of saying, look it. Uh, you know, we've got a problem because, you know, uh, you know, my, my pitch partner, you know, threw the wrong card out and we lost, or there's an issue because somebody might have cheated or they double dealed or they dealt from the bottom of the deck, right? I don't think we're seeing that. The fact of the matter is, is look at, let the seniors have a little fun. They've earned it. They go back uh, maybe once a week. They go to the senior center. They play, you know, have social sort of, uh, you know, uh, socialization within the game. Uh, a small amount keeps your interest there, keeps your excitement there. Uh, that's what they're telling me. Again, I'm not playing. I'm not of age as of yet, although a couple of years. Oh, well, you're pretty playing. close. You're yeah, getting there. You're getting there. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. So that's why I'm brushing up my pitch skills so I can go around 351 cities and towns and maybe make a few pennies <laughs> here and there, right? It all adds up. But right now, we got to let them have some fun. This is uh, State Representative Angelo Pupolo on the phone. And, and you might not know this. When Do you know the history of when the lottery took over the bingo games? I don't. Uh, um, I'm, I'm not sure of that exact year of when they took it over, but I mean, they do run the bingo. And, and you know, I want to make it clear, it's got nothing to do with the lottery. The lottery didn't come down with an edict to say, okay, you can't, you know, do that. So I, I think it came, we're trying to track it down, but really, that's not really the, 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 the sort of the impetus. We're just trying to correct this moving forward. But well, I think it might have come down from the past administration that either Elder Affairs or somebody yeah. came in with an edict and, and said, look at, uh, you can't do it anymore. I mean, you, I don't think it's right. You're being a little, we're being a little facetious in my earlier comment, but uh, you know the re- the reality is here. You're talking about you know senior centers all across uh, all across the region. You know, you know, people are going in there to socialize, to use their brains, to not be you know, you know languishing at home. You know, to take something away that seems so innocuous and harmless like card games for pennies, for dimes, whatever it may be, seems to be an, an overreach, uh, you, you know, by the, the, the opponents of this. It just, it seems to be, you know, like, mind your business, where do you get to be our age, and then and then you can complain. It just, it just, it seems so stupid to me that this is even an issue, that we, you know, you have to worry about, you know, whether you know, grandpa is making a few bucks playing dominoes. It's, it's to me, it's mindless. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And, and I'm hoping either through this legislation, as we move this forward, uh, we can put a law in the books or 
go back and, and, and have the agency look at this and say, you know what, we're going to put back another regulation or we're going to revoke that edict or we're going to have it, you know, almost like, if you will, totally not, you know, related. But look at what they do in marijuana, right? Marijuana is illegally, federally, but they allow states to do it, right? So why can't we allow these seniors to go out and gamble pennies, you know, at, at a hand? And we've got, you know, checks and balances in there. It's not a lot of money. It's not high stakes. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's MGM, right, worried about, you know, the lady at the Wilbraham Senior Center or the East Long Meadows Senior Center in Springfield or Munson, you know, gambling the 25 cents on that card hand and not coming down to MGM and betting it in their slot machine, right? So I, I don't think we're what? seeing that. I, I just think it's just maybe somebody that was a little overzealous, maybe somebody that was a little concerned uh, for whatever reason, but... We want to right this ship. We want to let the seniors have uh, their fun, have their excitement, and uh, that's what this bill simply does. And, uh, you know, whether we go through the entire legislation process, which obviously we're prepared to do, uh, or we, uh, you know, we, we, we sort of have an understanding, you know, with the new administration or with somebody that's, you know, in, in the higher up of the elder affairs area that says, okay, we're going to allow this to take place, and boom, we're back in business. End of story. Seniors are happy. I'm happy. And the world goes on. Well, I'm just kind of curious where the concern was was lying. Was the concern lying with the uh, old people gambling their money away, or was the uh, concern of hey, uh, gambling is just illegal unless it's uh, sanctioned by the state, so we got to get rid of it. <laughs> unless we I, I unless we get our portion of the ten cents you just won. What's yeah, that? I, I think I think it's more of the latter. I think somebody should look at. There is something on the books. Gambling's illegal. Um, it is a you know a city or town uh, building, if you will, and uh, we just can't have that. We can't have the tolerance. What happened? Maybe somebody lost two dollars and complained, uh, and then it brought some attention to somewhere. Uh, maybe it was you know uh, you know some over overzealous person who just walked in and saw all these you know some of these games are serious. I mean, I don't mean serious in terms of money. But there's large groups that go there. Like there's some senior centers on. Certain days of the week, they have pitch and they have, uh, you know, uh, pinochle. They have different things where a large amount of seniors come, uh, and they have tournaments and they have little things. Again, albeit for just pennies, but that's what keeps the excitement. That that's what keeps the sort of mindful stimulation and really just the the, the fact that, you know, there, there's some there's something there, right? We all know if you're playing a game and there's nothing, you got no skin in it, whether it's a penny or whether it's, you know, a thousand dollars. There's no excitement. Have that penny, add that little dynamic to it, and you pay more attention. You're more focused. There's a little more excitement, and that's what they they look to do. You know, they you know if they're gonna have no excitement, I, I guess they could just stay home yeah. and yeah. and listen to you guys and uh, you oh, know. Uh, I wouldn't. Have well, their, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. We, we don't want to send anybody to an early death. <laughs> uh, this is State Representative Angelo Pupolo on the phone. You know, the other thing that we want to talk to is probably a little bit more serious. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the mayor. Uh, contacted you requesting that you uh, the refile uh, bail reform legislation. We've been talking about this for years and years and years. We had Cheryl Claproot in here earlier this week talking about you know how many you know how dangerous it has become for cops to arrest people only to have them back out on the street either later in the day or the following day, and that bail in Massachusetts is primarily to ensure that someone uh, shows up in court rather than as, as a as a punitive measure. This is legislation. If I'm if I'm wrong here, correct me. But this is legislation that has kind of been uh, in the in the works for for twenty since 2015, and now here we are, 2023. Is is there a lack of uh, you know interest in bringing this you know forward? Are are, are legislators uh, you know 
hesitant about this? What is the problem that prevents us from really looking into what bail should be used for here in Massachusetts? What What is the stumbling block? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm an attorney, so I, I think, you know, hit part of it, you, know, hit, you know, the nail on the head in terms of saying, look, bail's not supposed to be punitive. Bail's not supposed to keep people behind bars unless it's really egregious crimes. And we all know that, right? Uh, but Mayor Sarno's been a tremendous leader on this. I've partnered with him on it. We worked with the district attorney and obviously Commissioner Clapper. She's been a very, very supportive uh, advocate of it. And they understand the reason behind this. And, and that's the problem, right? We're trying to convey that reason. We're not looking to keep people just behind bars to keep them behind bars. What this legislation attempts to do is give another sort of tool in the toolbox of the district attorneys across the Commonwealth to say, listen, this is a habitual offender, right? It is not somebody that's just come out and committed one sort of crime or two crimes that allow them, you know, you know, or, or we won't allow them to have bail. This is targeting the people that commit a crime and then they're back again on the street and they're committing more crimes. It's a revolving door. We've seen it. Some of the crimes are minor. Unfortunately, some of the, these habitual crimes become, you know, more heinous and a little bit more uh, serious. So what we're doing is we're targeting those you know types of criminals right the habitual ones that okay you've been in district court in springfield at nine a.m. now you're back in district court for example in westfield uh... that same afternoon right that person doesn't get it that's the person that sort of this legislation goes after and there's a check and balance of it we're not saying everybody's going to be mandated uh... you know to to be you know held on bail what this does is it allows the district attorney to be able to appeal uh, a low bail uh, just almost the same principle as when a you know defendant gets sentenced to a high bail, right? And their lawyers go in and say, okay, well, all right, judge, we're going to go up to Superior Court. We're going to appeal this bail because we think you set it too high. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Same thing here, right? When the district attorney, meeting certain criteria, feels that bail has been set, has been too low, within a certain time frame, they can go up and appeal that and say to a judge up in Superior Court, we feel bail is too low because... Here's the rap sheet, right? Here's what's going to happen. We can't predict the future, but based on past experiences, right, we saw last week he was out, she was out, committed more crimes. Same idea. So what we're looking for is just a little more bail. Right, but, but here's... makes it, maybe he doesn't. But, here, but here's my question, because it, 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 and, and I agree. I, I actually think that this is not a matter of either or. It should be a matter of it's an additional way that you know, D, you know, DAs and, and prosecutors can can look to get bail. But here's my question about this. Uh, an act relative to the Commonwealth's right to appeal bail decisions has been out since 2015. We're talking about eight right. years that it has been uh, discussed. And after eight years, it's really not gotten very far at all. So what is the problem? Why are other, and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the other, right. you know, other people in the, in, in the legislature who are not taking this up? Is is there something about this bill that they are afraid of? No, I mean we, we get co sponsorship support on it. Um, you know we've got outside pressures, right? So I mean we got organizations like the ACLU and, and different you know uh, organizations that come at it with the sort of the the narrow view of okay, this is a punitive bill, right? This is a bill that is just simply met to put people and continue to keep people behind bars, which isn't the case. So that's the hurdle, right? We're trying to get over that in terms of explaining that to colleagues and, and having that sort of, uh, you, know, um, you know, fear or that stigma that this is a punitive bill. 
uh, and it's meant to sort of take rights away from people. That's what we're up against. I mean, you know, you know, we get it here. I think a lot of the big city, a lot of the gateway city legislators, uh, you know, understand that. Um, but there's a lot of people that don't. And, I mean, there's a lot of colleagues that don't agree with this. I mean, hey, look, I file a bill, you know, pretty much every year to make the Boston Cream Pie Cupcake, right, the official cupcake of, uh, of the Commonwealth, right? Makes sense, right? I think it does, right? We got the Boston Cream Pie Dessert. We got the Boston Cream Pie Donut. Everybody's fatuated with, with cupcakes, so why not? You know, it's a natural progression. Who's opposed to it? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the people that like red velvet cupcakes, right, or whatever. So they come out of the woodwork. So any piece of legislation that you think, my point is, every piece, any piece of legislation you think that's common sense, that does make sense, that is, uh, you know, on its face simple, uh, opposition comes out. And yeah, sometimes but, it's not vocal. Sometimes it's you know, you know, they sabotage behind the scenes. But what so, is that? What is the likelihood that a cupcake uh, comes back to reoffend over and over again? Yeah, that's no. Yeah, I just well, it depends how much how many you eat. If you keep eating cupcakes, it comes back over and over again, adding pounds. <laughs> there's your repeat offender, right? There we're, we're, there today was one cupcake. Tomorrow's two because they're so good. The next day it's three. So now we've gained twenty pounds, right? So there's the repeat offender. But seriously, I just use that as an example to say even the simplest of things have opposition. So we're trying to convince colleagues. We're trying to do that. Uh, I, I know you know Governor Baker was in favor of. Uh, of that, um, you know, we're going to try to bring that to the administration's uh, attention. Um, but everybody has a different philosophy. So, my and I think you know, Mayor Sarno obviously has been a tremendous supporter, a big advocate of it. Uh, you know, he was the impetus behind this, uh, and I commend the mayor for that. And um, you know, we're working closely with that, but we're trying to convince colleagues uh, why that this is important across the Commonwealth. Uh, and with 159 other members in the House, sometimes it's not that easy. Should be Dom Dom and Pupalo. That'd be like Starsky and Hutch. We're like, <laughs> walking around. We've got to add you guys all... here. Yeah, yeah right. there you go. And by, and we, and we, well, like the mob squad there, the old uh, mod squad. Remember that? that I, old... I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. State you guys represent... are old enough to remember that. <laughs> State Representative Angelo Pupalo, we appreciate the time this morning. I got to go. I got a hot roulette game over at Reed's Landing this morning. <laughs> Well, I got to get my 10%. Oh, all right. Well, right. there you go. Fair enough. We'll give it to you. There's no sanctioned games without getting the 10% to the house. Angelo, good talking to you. We'll we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Angelo Pupilo. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It's going to be a mix of rain and snow today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. 35 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if uh, you missed any part of that interview with uh, Angelo Pupilo, make sure you check out the daily podcast. It's going to get posted after 10 o'clock this morning. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been Tyke James. From the band The Moss, they have a brand new EP that's being released today called Insomnia. The title track is awesome. And uh, next week, I'm going to be talking to uh, Kat Clyde. She is a, a Canadian uh, artist who is about to release her third album. This is a woman who's got like over 40,000 uh, downloaded streams on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Her music is phenomenal. And I'll be talking to her uh, next week on rock102.com. Uh, speaking of uh, phenomenal uh, music artists, James Taylor and his all-star band are returning to Tanglewood. Uh-huh. He'll be performing on July 3rd and 4th at 8 p.m. Doesn't he do this every year? I believe James Taylor at Tanglewood is an annual tradition. He lives there. He lives in Stockbridge. Yes. So yeah. it's like across the street. Yeah. He probably, he probably didn't even park. He just, like, you know, walks. Have you ever talked to him? 
I have never talked to James Taylor. That's something we should do. He's a he's a icon of the state, and he lives right here in Western yeah. Massachusetts. I know, I know. He's I, a very popular fella. I was always hoping, uh, walking around the Stockbridge, that I would run into him, and then ask him if he like wanted to come over, uh, you know, for a barbecue, yeah. and, and then just I wanted to see what James Taylor brings to the barbecue. It's a potluck. You come over. What are you going to bring? Uh, I don't know what he would bring, but uh, you know, you would think that. Uh, it would be something pretty good. Got a few bucks in his pocket. Sweet baby potatoes, perhaps. Uh huh. Yeah. Fire and rain salad. Yeah. There, yeah, you, there go. you go. See, you can yeah. do a whole thing about that. Sure could. Mm-hmm. It's uh, seven. <laughs> it's seven thirty-one with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic Five for twenty-eight days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A lot of a lot of schools closed or delayed this morning because of this winter weather. I don't. The, the, it must be icier up north. It well, has to be because most of these Hampshire and Franklin County schools are closed or uh, at least a two-hour delay. I ain't gotta tell you. Uh, around here, it's just a big old fat bag of nothing. Nothing. Had a little bit of rain. wasn't even freezing up. Just rainy. Just rainy. That's it. Yeah. Didn't really uh didn't really do much. <sighs> Which I'm all I'm all good about. Because, you know, from what from what we're being told, this is gonna turn into a wintry mix later today when in fact it's actually coming down and you're not gonna get much more than like a, an inch or less. So yeah, you know, we're New Englanders. You should be able to handle a good thick fat inch or less you just got to drive carefully that's that's it that's it you don't have to drive like a moron just you know careful what's your speed hadley police and the northwestern da's office will be holding a news conference this morning to provide an update on a hit and run accident in october that left a 13 year old boy seriously injured investigators will outline what they've learned over the last two months provide photos and video surveillance of the van suspected in the accident and announce how the public can help the news conference is scheduled for 10 uh later today On Tuesday, October 11th, at around 7.30 a.m., a 13-year-old boy was struck by a van while crossing Route 9 at a crosswalk near the Hampshire Juvenile Court. Police believe the vehicle involved was a white 1997-2004 Ford Econoline van with an extended rear length. Investigators have found passenger side mirror in the area of the accident and believe the vehicle continued westbound on Route 9 to the roundabout in Northampton and then headed on I-91 South. Anyone with any information is asked to contact the Hadley, Hadley police or the uh, local or their local police department. The pedestrian action continues to be investigated by the Hadley police in Massachusetts State and everybody else. I don't need to list all of the agencies no, that need to uh, be done with that. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary. Uh, the lights are on over at Minichog. A national spotlight has been shined on Minichog Regional High School in Wolverham after it was found out. The eco-friendly building, not so eco-friendly, and has its lights on 24-7, but that's changing soon. This has been a problem for the district since August of 2021, and they just learned Thursday it should be fixed in February, during school break, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that kind of thing before. Your check is in the mail. It's only a cold sore. I've heard those kinds of promises before. Uh, Assistant Superintendent for Finance Operations and Human Resources, A.A. Ron Osborne, uh, told the vendor the the vendor has been dealing with supply chain issues. That's why they haven't been able to fix it. 
It's been a year and a half. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> I mean, think about that. They have been unable to turn off the lights for a year and a half. What are you doing? You lighting up the whole town? You know, you hear that whizzing sound? That's, yeah. That's my father spinning in his grave because somebody didn't shut the lights off. Who's watching the TV in here? God! Actually, that whizzing sound is not your dad rolling around in his grave. It's the dollars that are whipping yeah. out of my wallet it's, paying for this regional school system's light problem. It's the meter. It's like the meter spinning out of control like Clark Griswold did when he plugged the lights in. And like the, 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 the kilowatt <laughs> hours are just spinning around at high speed. I mean, what is, you know, the thing that the story does not say, which yeah. I think is a very valid question is, what is Minichog High School paying per month in electricity? See, no one has said that. No one. Yeah. Because they don't want anyone to know. Because, because yeah. it's a 248,000 square foot building with yeah. 7,000 light bulbs inside that they can't turn off. It says those 7,000 lights are costing taxpayers. Osborne said it's hard to say exactly how much. But he estimates yeah. it's costing the district thousands of dollars every month. Now, the reason that it's hard to say what the monthly cost is, is not that it's hard to pronounce. It's hard to get that number out of your mouth without wanting to choke to death. Yeah, it's uh, much like a Marky Salamone commercial when somebody tells the other opposing lawyer that they hired Marky Salamone and he chokes on his sandwich in the middle of his... <laughs> Yeah, here's your electric bill. It's it's fifty six thousand dollars for the month of January. What? Now I know that federal money paid uh, in part, I believe, uh, for this new building, and uh, you would like to think that uh, you know it's only 10, 11 years old. It's not a real old building, uh, you know, by comparison. Right. You would think that of the many things that were added to this building upon its construction, easy to turn off lights. <laughs> would have been a priority because think. lights and electricity is expensive very expensive i i wonder if they get their bill uh at minichog that shows what all their other neighbors are paying like you're you're paying your your usage is this much more than all of your neighbors didn't they i thought they were the eco-friendly portion of this thing was solar panels i thought that was part of the whole thing when they built this building I don't recall. I don't recall there being solar panels on yeah. the high school. I don't know. Nevertheless, it's just there's a lot of damn light bulbs that lot, aren't being shut off. And a lot of damn money being uh, flown out the window or sh shown on the auditorium or wherever you want to say it. A 22 News viewer captured coyotes and a bobcat on camera in Agawam. Ooh. The coyote population has been increasing in Massachusetts. Especially uh, the eastern coyote, which is, how is fairly a, new to the area. How is a coyote driving around in a bobcat? And what are they moving with that bobcat? Well, you got, uh, you know, carcasses to move. I suppose. You're going to feed the whole family. You can't just carry that on your back all the way through the woods. you got to get a bobcat. I didn't think uh, coyotes could operate heavy machinery. Even the even the cartoons. Uh, Wiley Coyote wasn't that too good at operating those things. Hey, listen. Uh, that coyote's uh, guidance counselor in high school told him he'd be nothing but a drooler the rest of his life. And uh, you know what? Now he's yep. a heavy machine operator. I mean... Yeah, you know, coyote can put you know rockets on roller skates, or you know you paint a tunnel on side of the side of a of a of a rock wall. 
But can he operate a bobcat? What about a backhoe? Can he do a backhoe? Listen, he has a line of credit at the Acme store that is seemingly endless. He never seems to make any money on how to pay back the people at the Acme company. The interest rate on that yeah. credit it's 26%. card. 26%. That's outrageous. Yeah. outrageous. Yeah. What kind of super genius finds up for that? So, like I was saying, the uh, coyote population has been increasing in Massachusetts, especially since the eastern coyote, which uh, is fairly new to our area. Uh, you know what? The pro- I could solve this uh-huh. problem in 10 minutes. Coyote condoms. You can get coyotes to put on condoms. You wouldn't have this overpopulation. Is anybody putting the connection between this new eastern coyote and that new strain of gonorrhea that's been going around the Bay State (laughs) that everybody's been talking about? I'm not so sure they're very responsible animals. (laughs) They don't practice safe sex at all. And they should. It's dangerous out there. Now, this type of coyote is very adaptable to any new area and has been adapting well to the habit here in the Pioneer Valley. I don't remember the uh, the welcome wagon coming out and you handing them coupons to, like, the wolf's <laughs> den or, you know, you know places that uh, a coyote yeah. would enjoy. Yeah. Well, I guess the coyotes and the wolves. Well, don't they have there. that uh, annual picnic near, uh, like, a wolf swamp school in Longmeadow? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they love going there. Coyotes are most frequently seen and heard during mating season, which is January through March. So uh, you're right about the condom thing. Yeah. And I could be very right about that gonorrhea connection. Oh, I'm, listen, I'm sure I'm sure that's true. Uh, hunting for coyotes is legal in Massachusetts from January 2nd to March 8th and October 14th through March 8th uh, with appropriate license and permits. Make sure that you are feeding your pets if uh, you are doing so inside so that no wild animal starts to rely on the food source. This is also an important reminder to keep an eye on your pets when they are outside so nothing bad can happen. That's like one of the things I worry about with the dog. Is a coyotes? Running into a coyote. However, I told you that the previous owner had chickens. And I used to see coyotes in the mornings. Like when the sun was coming up. Right. But I think they realized there's no food there anymore. So we're not coming down the mountain. You can see them walking along the ridge behind the house. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to come down unless they, they know there's a food source. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, chicken chickens are gone. No more chicken soup for me. I don't think they, uh, I don't think they do a lot of uh, prep for soup. Just they eat the, eat the chicken raw. And you know how terrible that can be. Uh, well, my dad used to cook it every, every night. <laughs> Black on the outside, raw in the middle. Mm, That's the mm, way uh, mm. most most of the most of America eats their their meals, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's see. We got uh, we got some other stuff here that we can talk about. Uh, we talked about the rat being in the Taco Bell thing. That was disgusting. Yep. Uh, at this point, everyone knows the uh, profile of a Florida man or Florida woman in a police blotter. I think you would imagine that, right? Yeah. But this is a very California crime. Three men were arrested on Tuesday after trying to rob at least two cannabis dispensaries in Northern California's wine country. That's an odd place to steal cannabis. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, wine countries are usually very agricultural, so are, uh, you know, you know, weed farms. Uh, and during their high-speed escape, one of the thieves' cars, a Mercedes, ran off the road and crashed into a field of solar panels. Now those panels are going to have to be replanted yep. and re-sown. They take forever to grow. They do. 
They always got to water them. They even fertilizing. destroyed the little solar saplings that grew next to it. Isn't Maybe there's a, some solar grafting they can do. It's unclear what caused it to veer off the road, so uh, I'm assuming during the getaway, the shotgun passenger was eating some really good avocado toast or something like something California-like. Something with a lot of sprouts Granola. On it. Yeah, right. You know, stuff like that. A trail mix. The uh, suspects were charged with suspicion of conspiracy, possessing burglary tools, resisting arrest, and evading police officers. It's unclear what they took, but a dispensary in the area that was robbed the day before says they, they were robbed of $40,000 in products and in, in cash. Wow. That's a haul. Well, is it after how much we've learned that these dispensaries make? Well, yeah, but I mean that would be like stealing half of Ince's, you know, right annual daily. Get, get right, yeah, half their inventory every day, or would be impossible. I don't know. Either way, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be a mix of rain and snow and a high of thirty-six tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 37. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We have have the best conversations off the air. Yeah, and they can never, ever get on the air. No. Not in a a million years. Not a chance. It's uh, 748 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102 with the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, Mix of rain and snow today and a high of 36. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. Uh, I told you earlier that uh, yesterday our winner was uh, Lance uh, Pilko. Of Southington, the one himself, the uh, Amazon Echo Dot, just by listening to uh, the Bax and Nagel show. We are giving a, a different code word every weekday around 7.50, and we're just about close enough to that. When you hear that code word, you want to go to rock102.com before noon every day and enter that code word. It's your chance to win, and we choose a winner every weekday afternoon from the people who do it correctly. Mm-hmm. It's a code word, Alexa, brought to you by uh, Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution. And today's code word, Steve, <laughs> are you listening? I'm listening. You paying attention? I'm trying to. The code word today is the word enable. 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 That is spelled N-A-B-U-L-L. No, that's not how it's spelled. All right. It's spelled uh, uh, with an E yeah. as in everybody wants to win an Amazon Echo Dot. N as in I want to win one now. Uh, <sighs> a is in another Amazon, as for Amazon Echo Dot. B for Bax and Nagel gave me an Amazon Echo Dot. L for I love my Amazon Echo Dot. And E uh, it stands for... Everybody loves having an Amazon Echo Dot but me. It's L, as in, look, it's Robert Loja. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So enable is the word. Enable. And there you go. There you have it. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. The word should have been the now hear this. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should do that beforehand next time. <laughs> Just. Just make it a part of things. Well, just to, you know, add things to screw us all up. Hey, uh, tickets to Madonna's new tour go on sale today, and in honor of that, uh, found a 1993 Nirvana interview of Kurt Cobain being shocked after hearing she was charging $50 a ticket. Nirvana's were only 17 at the time. And they find out during the interview how much of that they actually get to keep. What do you think of artists who charge anywhere between $50 to $75 for tickets? Who charges charge that, charge that, that much, much money? Madonna. Wow. Madonna charges $50. So what do you think of the price you charge? We charge $17. 25%? 
So say if it's twenty dollars, we see five dollars in the twenty dollars. No, we make that five dollars. That's in our pocket, clear, right? Yeah, twenty-five percent. You work on about twenty-five percent net. Oh, net. Oh, okay. Then you have to split it three ways. They right, dollar seventy-five a piece for every show. Oh, Nirvana <laughs> figuring out math. <laughs> Ten grand a night. That's not bad money. Ten grand a night. Gee, that's pretty good. Let's play more. Think about that. Think about this. Yeah. If if uh, if Nirvana were somehow alive as a band, let's say Kurt Cobain were alive today, yeah. uh, he would lose his head over the prices of tickets these days. He would. He'd, he'd find the prices <laughs> to be jaw dropping. Let me just collect my thoughts with this <laughs> DNA team. My and hazmat the, and, crew. and the shop vac. Yeah, I don't want to drive. I like riding shotgun. <laughs> um, all right, clip number two. Anyhow, there yes. we go. A uh, couple out of uh, California accidentally locked themselves up in dog crates when they were testing out which ones would be a good fit for their dog. Luckily, uh, Stephanie and Jerry Ferrari were uh, able to maneuver themselves in a way that they could let each other out of the crates. Here's uh, some security audio of the footage. Of the <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? Why are we so stupid? Why did we lock ourselves in dog cages? You said this would be fun. You said you wanted to spice up the marriage. Now get in the cage. <laughs> yeah, now no, shut up and drink from the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rub your nose in that later. <laughs> Bad girl. Why would you do that? Why would you think... I don't You're know. You're not a dog. Listen, so the dog is not going to have the same feeling as you are locked inside of a cage. Don't don't crates usually come in like three different sizes. They're yeah. small, medium, and super gigantic large. Yeah. Well, what kind of dog do you have? And if it, you got a Newfoundland, you get the big one. I couldn't even... I had a big crate. Uh, I still have it, I think, actually. I have a big crate for my dog somebody gave to me. Yeah. And it was huge. It was actually bigger than what he needed, but it worked because it was, you know, I'm not going to go out and spend all this kind of money on a on a different size dog. Well, you want it to be a little big. Right, but you don't want it to be so big where they go to the bathroom on one side and... You no, know, you're right, right, yeah. right, but still. Yeah. I mean, you, should, you don't have to crawl inside to, the, to, compare, uh, to compare products. Uh, another clip, a woman is posting videos of her cat on TikTok, bringing, bringing random pieces of meat back to her front door after he explores the outside. Here's the moment that Gary the cat brings, uh, brings something home to his owner. Oh my God, he has a hot dog. <laughs> it's a whole hot dog in this cat's mouth. And then he puts it down like he's presenting it as yeah. a gift. That happened to me as a kid with uh, with my old dog. Yeah, I'm on the phone with my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I let him out, and he comes back in, and uh, I sit back down on the uh, on the chair and uh, in, the, in the living room uh, with the phone in my hand, and uh, he presents to me at my feet a dead rabbit. Oh, lovely! Yeah, I, and I'm not good with dead stuff. Was a uh, Glenn Close anywhere nearby? No, I don't. No, no. It was, and it was a bunny rabbit, a little tiny rabbit. Yeah, so he was... killed a rabbit, and. Uh, you know, uh, kind of tore it apart, so it wasn't entirely intact, but it was a dead animal right at my feet. And he's like, look what I got for you. You're welcome. Oh, like, how oh, cute that is. Good boy. Don't ever do that again. What was his name? Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. You had a dog named Caleb? Yeah, it's a good dog. 
It's a sh- German Shepherd. That's just an odd name for a dog. Well, I know. I like Caleb. That. I know. What is he? Does he work at Strawberries on the weekends, uh, selling tickets for Madonna and Nirvana concerts? <laughs> <laughs> that Listen, sounds like that, a kid from the 90s. If that dog could have turned to private, yeah. we, we probably would have kept him around a little bit longer. And our uh, final clip here, a Western New York man was surprised after driving home from a Buffalo Bills game when he found a random college student inside the bed of his pickup truck. Apparently, the kid thought it was his dad's truck when he decided to use the covered truck bed as shelter. Here's the video of the man finding the random guy in the truck bed. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Were you at the Bills game? Yes, sir. Did and you ju- did you just like get too drunk or something? I had no idea that you were in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> the owner uh, let him inside the house. I wouldn't have let him. No, inside the I would have kicked him right out of my truck. But helped him charge his phone so he could call his parents to come pick him up. <laughs> like I. I <laughs> I don't understand. You might, he must have been passed out. There's no of course, way of course. that you wouldn't hear the screams of somebody going, whoa, you know, even if the thing had a tonneau cover on the yeah. back of it, you'd still be able to hear somebody screaming. But we've, you know, we've both been there where we can't possibly put together the pieces of the night before, and we have no idea why we woke up, where we woke up, and how. You know, I'm so lucky that like social media wasn't a thing oh my God. at the height of my youthful drinking days. I thank God every day. Because there are I have friends who I have there's pictures of me at every single gathering that they've had of me passed out <laughs> on like it's it's always me sleeping somewhere. Yeah. And then yeah. and then they put a blanket over me and move my hat and, and do all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, those would be pretty embarrassing photos to me. But I'm, thank God they're not on social media. Yeah, and and, and thank God that uh, for the most part, like Polaroid photos, uh, either fade with time, or can just be thrown away. Have you seen the cost of those things? The new Polaroids. Yeah. Oh yeah. The film, the ten uh, film thing. It's like thirty dollars for for and one the pictures load are small. Film. They're small now. They're not. Yeah. Even the, they're not in the full size. Polaroids what anyway. a ripoff. It is. Well, there you go. That's now here. This it is 757 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. All right. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, not to sound like a MAGA hat wearing flat wa- uh, waving weirdo, but to me, the great American game of football should be played on American soil. We don't have to share our great American game with everybody in the world. Let them come up with their own ideas. We were certainly able to do it ourselves. Listen, I want American stuff. I want apple pies, Taco Bell, French fries, you know, American style. And yet, the NFL keeps dishing out an international schedule because allegedly Europeans are crazy about all of our best stuff. Yesterday, the league announced that there will be five teams in the NFL that will host international games on their schedule for next season. The Bills, Titans, and Jaguars will all host games next season in London, while the Kansas City Chiefs and the Patriots will each host a game in Germany. Why? I have no idea. I will say, however, that in spite of my trepidations about playing games abroad, the Patriots have never lost a game on international soil. In 2009 and 2012, they won games in London. And in 2017, they won a game in Mexico City. Now they're going to Germany. Who they'll be playing is still a mystery. We don't know the dates. We don't know the times. None of that information is being released until the NFL gets around to releasing next year's schedule. And the reason they haven't done that is because they're still playing this year's schedule. 
All I know is if I were to decide to fly from Bradley Airport to Berlin, Germany, let's say like in October, that flight would cost me as much as $2,600 to fly coach with two inconvenient layovers in Philadelphia and London for a total of 14 hours of travel time. Multiply that by a family of four plus hotel, tickets, food, souvenirs, and someone to wash it all down so I don't choke in the cost. That would cost me far more than it would cost to stay home and watch it for free. So if you want to be one of those easily swayed dopes that's willing to spend that kind of money just to say that you were there, be my guest. I'll be the guy that rolls out of bed and doesn't leave the house, which is what I prefer anyway. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Maybe the best deal you'll ever get on a DeWalt Max Compact Drill Driver Kit. 150 bucks at Rocky's. They're usually 230, but you're saving $80. You get the drill driver, impact driver, two batteries with chargers, and a carrying bag, all for 150 at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 811 and Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a mix of rain and snow today with a high of 36 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 37. 35 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Friday! 293-1021. That's the number for Open Line Friday. I want your hate speech on other shows, not mine, not Steve's. Yeah. Somewhere else. Uh, and also, uh, no profanity, too. Keep that, keep that to yourselves. Keep that over on the Kellogg crew or Crisito. Yeah. They, they'll swear like drunken sailors over there, but not here. Good God, no. Oh, look, the phones are already blowing up. Well, it's actually one call. That's, that's blown up to me. Rock 102, good morning, who's this? This is Hawkman speaking. How are you guys doing? Good, good Hawkman. Hawk what's, what's up? What's up, man? Hey, guys, I have a couple questions for Beck. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nago, don't take it personal. Okay. Okay. Back to you there. Yeah, I'm right here. Huh? He's. I'm. I'm right here, Hawkman. I'm. Right, I'm right here. So the first question is: Have you tried that black pepper cheese? Uh, well, uh, not the actual black pepper cheese, but you sent me some uh, black pepper moon cheese. Uh, it was very flavorful, but I'm not sure it's the it's the the actual black pepper cheese. Do they have any good taste? What it tastes like? Uh, a little salty, but good. A little salty. A little, yeah, a little, a little salty. Kind of like uh, I started to raisin after I finished the first bag. No, oh, all right, all right. Question. And the second question. Yes. The second question is: What is that documentary called from your hometown of Rehoboth? I can't. I forget the name of the town. It, it's uh, Rehoboth, and you're thinking of the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't don't waste your time with the documentary. It's all garbage. No, what the hell this time is to waste. Why do I have nothing to do? No. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, uh, well, you were you were you were asking about Dayton, right? Oh yeah. The thing about Dayton is, I was wanting to know. Ask you guys. You know, I'm 39 years old, no wife, no kids, no nieces, nephews, blah, blah, blah. Do you think I should go on Tinder? Uh, Tinder? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you're a, you're a loyal fellow. You're not going to run out on anybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're a catch. Like literally, <laughs> they can catch you right there at the door, and and you'll never have to worry about anybody accusing you of domestic abuse. Right, and I'm here. So you always know where I am, and you know maybe there's some hot, crazy woman up there who yeah. loves men. You know. You, you should really go with that domestic abuse angle, Steve. Yeah. You're never going to find a gal who's like, he hit me. Oh, really? Yeah, he did? How'd how uh-huh. he do that? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Hawkman, well, well, right. best of luck. Let us know how it works out. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. All right. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. Good morning. This is Sarah calling from Longmeadow. Hello, Hi. Sarah. How are you? I'm okay. And yourself? Terrific. Thank you. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to thank everyone in the community who's helped our family with amazing support during this difficult time of losing our home to a fire. Um, We're also thankful for everyone who has donated to the GoFundMe and everybody who came out to find our brew dog. I'm sorry. I'm missing which fire this was. Uh, uh, The fire in Longmeadow. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, This was a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, yes, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. Oh my gosh. I hope, I hope you guys are doing okay. Yeah, we're hanging in there, but everybody's just been so helpful and we're just thankful for everybody who's donated to, to us. Doesn't, doesn't that give you like a good feeling? Like when something like, uh, unfortunately this happened to you and your family, but isn't it nice to see like there is good people. There are good people out there that, that help people. And it kind of gives you a little bit more hope for humanity. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, like, right. like it's almost a shame that you had to wait for this terrific thing to happen in yeah. your life to actually see, you know, uh, humanity and hope. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, if you if you want to if you want to uh, forward us the GoFundMe link, we can uh, we can yeah. post it up on our Facebook. We'll be happy page. to do that. Oh, absolutely! Thank you so much. Yeah, of it's uh, Steve at Rock One Hundred Two dot com is the email. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Right, and best luck. of luck. Thank you. All right, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Rob. Hey, What's Rob. Up? What's I'm up? To talk about the talk about the topic of uh, hate speech on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I got a beef with uh, the Hartford AM station 1080, and what they got on there for the past ten years or so pisses me off. Oh. Okay. What do they have on there? Well, it used to be. Um, Kind of middle of the road morning DJs, uh, Ray Dunaway and um, the sports guy Joe D'Ambrosio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Flip back and forth between. I love the 102, you know, for your show, but I would flip to Hartford for the traffic and weather. Okay. Sure. All right. right. Okay. And now it's all Republican. Now it's all Republican shit all day long. All right. right. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, what I'm we... afraid of. I knew yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah. And I, saw, I had a feeling that that guy was going. That I had my finger on the button. What what is with what is wrong with people? We don't want you to swear when you call up yeah, the, it's, the phone. It's not that hard to do. I do it every day. I swear like a sailor after yeah. I get out of here. But once the microphones are on, we yeah. don't swear at all. Right. Rock one oh two. Good morning, who's this? Hey, you talking to me? Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, um which one of you two flunkies is in charge of playing commercials? Uh, neither one of us are the ones, neither of these flunkies are the ones who are uh, scheduling the commercials. Why? Well, do you ever notice that a commercial will start, it'll play about three seconds, and then another one plays over it? Are you listening online? 
well, yeah, my phone. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably, probably where the why. Uh, disconnect is coming in. See, uh, they have these things. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're called uh, radios. If you're listening to the show on an actual radio, you, you would almost never hear that. But the stream you know, requires a certain changeover between when the uh, commercial break starts to when the stream commercial break starts. It's two totally different things, and uh, sometimes uh, they crash into each other. And I think that's what you're hearing. Wow, you, you guys sound like you almost know what you're talking about. No, I, no I totally made that up on the, uh, at the top of my head. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, you guys are the best. Keep it up. All right. Hey, thanks thank for the you. call. All right. Have now, a- you, you, you too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? It's Bruno. Bruno, what's up? Hey, I got a couple jokes for you. All right. Let them be funny. What's the difference between a light bulb and a pregnant woman? Uh, I don't know. What's the difference between a light bulb and a pregnant one? You can unscrew the light bulb. Ah, he's right you about that. You can't unscrew a pregnant you woman. You can't unscrew a pregnant woman. You're right. Anything else? Joke. Okay, woman, uh, what, number two. What, what type of bees give milk? I don't know. What kind of bees give milk? Boobies. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Have a nice day. Oh, All right, you, you too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, <laughs> you. Hey. What's, What's up, up? Uh, Tough time getting through today, man. A lot of calls. A lot, lot of people oh, trying yeah. to get through yeah, here. Very so. busy here. Yeah. Hey, so uh, the other day I went to the doctor and uh, to get my colon checked. They're doing the prostate thing. So he comes in and he's like, uh, okay, Frank, uh, this is... Uh, you know, this is your first time. Uh, don't get an erection. And I was like, Doc, uh, my name's not Frank. And he says, I know. I was talking to myself. <laughs> oh. That's the last thing you want to hear. Isn't I like it? the little oh, noise yeah. he made afterwards. The little, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Lewis. Hey, Lewis, what's up? Hey, do you think I could play uh, Southern Cross for David Crosby? Uh, we will play something uh, a little bit later on. I promise you that. Okay. Okay. Don't All you right. don't you worry about a thing. We're on it. We're on it, Your Honor. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Ah. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Vance, uh, did did you have an operation years ago? Was it a uh, banding, or did you have your stomach stapled? I had neither one. Okay, because I was going to ask, what did they? Staple to your stomach, a moose. Huh. Hold on, let me get that wow. rim shot going. That was wow. That, that sort of insensitivity yeah. is hilarious. Two nine three one zero two one. He didn't yeah. even wait for the comeback. Well, because it was no, uh, there was no comeback to come back to. I would have had a comeback. What would your comeback probably, have been? I would have been fired for it. Yes, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, Rock, and you would not be coming back right, on Monday. Right. Rock one zero two. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, Jim Collin. Hey Jim, what's uh, last up? Last week you're talking. You're, last week you're talking about raw milk and all that. Yeah. Uh, they sell it right here in town in Shelburne, and and I can arrange if if uh, Steve wants to get a direct from the cow, we can arrange that for you. Uh, actually, I had an offer from uh, the uh, Maple Line in uh, in Hadley uh, to go up there and milk the cows. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. They won't let me suck. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. They won't let me take it right from the teat, though. I want the raw milk from the teat. (laughs) Well, because they're not that kind of farm up there. 
They squirt it in your mouth. You don't have to latch on. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. No latching. Yeah, that's right. right you so, irritate yeah. the, uh, so I mean, uh, do you, uh, do you uh, drink the raw milk? Yes, I do because I'm lactose intolerant, and uh, I can drink that, and it doesn't bother me a bit. No, oh, that's so. amazing. Isn't that, that, that interesting? Yeah, it's got healing, right. healing powers. Well, we appreciate yep. appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, have yeah. a good one. All right, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Sean from Stafford. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I was wondering. Uh, you were talking a little while ago to a comedian that was opening up a new club. Uh, what was the name of that club? It's the uh, View Street Tavern, and it's in uh, it's on View Street in Chicopee. Awesome. I will. Been wanting to check out a new place, so yeah, they, yep. uh, he had a show last night. I, I'm curious to find out how that. I like went. the soft opening uh, show, it, right? Yeah, he had the. It was like twenty bucks for comedy and dinner. You can't really yeah, find that's a that pretty too good many deal. around. Yeah, and it's like that split open mic idea where it's got like some uh, new comedians. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah that's it. Going right. But he's going to start booking like uh, you know, you know, real full time professional weekend, co- week, pros. Yeah, weekend shows. Okay. All right. All right, man. There you go. All right, let's take a couple more here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Rob. I think I got cut off. I was calling to talk about uh, 1080 AM. Yeah, and and, uh, this is Rob who couldn't uh, help himself but drop a big fat uh, uh, profanity on our show. Is that right? Yeah, no, no, I wasn't going to. I was saying I wasn't going to say that. But But you did. But you did, and that's why I dumped you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was live. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you were you were yeah. live. You wouldn't find that kind of talk on 1080 AM, would no, you? No, you wouldn't. I don't think they would uh <laughs> although, you know, it's it's like a it's like a tree falling in the forest. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if yeah. nobody's well, listening, did they actually it. say it? All, All right. right. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thanks for the uh, okay. uh Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Tom. I'm listening from Foxborough. From um, Foxborough. Yeah. I want to let the guys know that I've been listening to them since I was very little, and I appreciate them. Oh, well, well, thank how, you very much. We how old are it. you now? I am 22 years old. Oh, wow. You've been listening. So uh, have you been listening to me since I started here? Pretty much, yeah. Damn. Wow. I'm getting that old now. Wow. So at 23, <laughs> you're, at tw- you're 23, you said? 22. 22. You know, it, it, it's, uh, it's uh, mind-boggling to me that there are people in this area who do not recall a time when I was not on the radio in this town? That that's wicked disturbing to me. Well, <laughs> like their entire well, you've, lives. You've made your place. I guess yeah. I have. All right. Well, th- thanks for listening. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys. All right. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Rob is a potty mouth, and there is no room for him in society. I agree. All right. Thank you very much thank for the you. call. Well, I think we we're uh, done here. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> Quite successful. Except for that one guy. De- depending on what your measure of success is. That, uh, that, that we, we actually got made, through it. Yeah, we made through a segment. That's successful. <laughs> it's 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, 828 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of rain and snow today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. All right, one of the things that I have, I've got to do today, and i got to do it on time, uh, and, and not now. So keep your pants on. I got to give away those uh, tickets to the auto parts swap and sell uh, later on this hour. I got to do that. I, I, I got to remember to do that and not forget. Because like every day this week, I have forgotten to do it and have done it at the wrong time. Because you're dope. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Mm-hmm. So uh, if uh, if I forget, 
Could you please try to remind me that that's one of the things I got to do? Now, if we only had a producer to remind us of all these yeah, things. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Boy, the things we would do if we had a producer. No, oh, man. Those things cost money, though. <laughs> they sure do. We don't have any money. Yeah, and you'd like to think it's top dollar, but it's really not. I mean, it's actually pretty uh, it's bottom dollar. Low paying, yeah, you know, hump it's a, position. It's kind of like a part time, uh, you know, it's like picking up some extra mom hours at Home Depot. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Day 29 news is next to Rock 102. 33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A hit and run crash that left a 13 year old boy, Hadley boy, with severe injuries in October remains under investigation, but authorities said new details will be revealed this morning. Investigators have not announced an arrest to date and have asked the public for help locating the driver of a white cargo van suspected of being involved in the crash on Route 9 back on October 11th. Members of the Hadley Police Department and the Northwestern DA's office are expected to outline the steps taken in the investigation by sharing photo and video surveillance of the suspected van, as well as how the public can help. The crash took place near the Hampshire Juvenile Court on Route 9. Investigators said the white cargo van continued westbound to the roundabout in Northampton and on towards I-91 South. Police described the van as a 1997 through 2004 Ford Econoline cargo van with the uh, extended length uh, variety. The boy was brought to Bay State Medical in Springfield on the day of the crash and was described as in critical condition. No updates of the boy's condition has been provided as of today. Uh, Police quickly issued a BOLO alert for the white van and investigators shared images captured by nearby surveillance cameras. The case remains under investigation by the Hadley Police and the Mass State Police. Kind of, it's kind of weird that they haven't found this car yet. You would think with all the surveillance photos and all the people that were in that area at the time that one person might have seen something. Yeah, but you know, I mean, they're going to announce some things today, and for all you know, they may have kind of a they may have a bead on who this is. I hope they do. Uh, a new strain of gonorrhea has been identified in Massachusetts that resisted treatment. The Department of Public Health announced yesterday gonorrhea. Gonorrhea, a sexually transmitted disease, can result in pelvic inflammatory disease, infertility, and other health problems if left untreated. Now, you might say, well, what are the symptomologies of uh, of this strain of gonorrhea? We can't even describe them on the air. It's so disgusting and gross that, yeah, you're right. I think we would be in uh, we would be in trouble if we shared this, even even as a a a a, a public health service. Mm-hmm. Even if we just say, listen. This is what is going to happen to you if you don't pay attention to where you are placing yourself and with whom. Uh, Two residents in Massachusetts have been detected to have a new strain that is resisting antibiotics. Do we have their names and addresses? Yes, it's uh, Mike Baxendale of uh, 123 Main Street in Hamden, Massachusetts. (laughs) I don't live on Main Street. With a phone number of uh, 413. uh, (laughs) What? I don't want my number out there. By the way, five eight one two five. No, uh, I don't have uh, that strain of gonorrhea yeah. or any strain of gonorrhea. It's not like strains of weed. No, you know, it's not like you can pick and choose which one you want. I mean, we want a sativa or an indica or a no. hybrid. But like, like strains of uh, venereal disease. I mean, there's some, you know, that you could catch. You know, a pill here and there, and you're pretty much good. Maybe some brown soap to wash some things off you. But uh, for this thing, it ain't going away in its uh, in the standard way. No. And the more you read, the more you just go, oh, no, 
New, new, new. And I burned for her, much like the burning sensation I would experience soon after our lovemaking session. Gonorrhea! <laughs> Somebody just sent me the gif of that, that whole thing. Never gets old. Uh, they were both cured with ceftriaxone, an antibiotic to treat gonorrhea, currently uh, recommended. Healthcare providers were issued an alert to raise awareness of the new strain. This is the first time that resistance or reduced response to five classes of antibiotics has been identified in gonorrhea in the United States, according to the Mass Department of Public Health. The discovery of this strain of gonorrhea is a serious public health concern, with uh, which the DPH, the CDC, and other health departments have been vigilant about detecting in the U.S., that's uh, Public uh, Health Commissioner Margaret Cook. We urge all sexually active people to be regularly tested for sexually transmitted infections and to consider reducing the number of their sexual partners and increasing their use of gundams while having sex. You know, I, uh, I just uh, I just uh, did a Bing search on gonorrhea. Yeah. Did, you know, a, a Bing news search. What about and, a DuckDuckGo search? Well, the thing about Bing is that we couldn't find any news results for gonorrhea. Dude, it's in the news. Yeah, it's, it's all over the news. It's all over the news. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really think we're going to think Bing is hurting us. Bing is hurting us? Yeah, I think it's it's being counterproductive. Bing has been hurting us for years. I know. Actually, Bing has been hurting everybody since they debuted back when Bing was brand new. Yeah, whereas supposed to, uh, look, I did a, like an actual gonorrhea search in news, I'd probably find it. Uh, one of the first collective losses felt globally in 2023 happened on January 3rd when pasta brand Ronzoni announced it would be discontinuing its cult favorite Pastina pasta. How about that? Pastina is Italian for tiny dough, mm -hmm. and it's the smallest shape possible of pasta that can be made. The pasta company said its pastina is in the shape of a five-pointed star and works well in light soups and is often made into single servings for one of toddler's first foods. You know, you give it to your kid. A lot of people who, uh, like, get sick swear by uh, pastina. Really? Yeah. Like one of those things, like, when you're not feeling good, Is it just because goes it's down. easier to get down? I think it's easy yeah. to digest, and yeah. it can be delicious, and uh, everybody loves it. Uh, customer reviews of Ronzoni's Pastina on Amazon read, Love it. Reminds me of my childhood. And nothing like Pastina when you're not feeling that great. Ronzoni announced on social media platforms on January 3rd it would be discontinuing the beloved pasta. Much to the dismay of social media users across the board, TikTok users were especially devastated. Can we please think of the TikTok users? I think they're <laughs> the ones who get hurt the most. With Pastina Pasta recently trending on the app, there are over 81 million views of the hashtag Pastina. Here's the, here's the amazing part. Because, you know, whenever you hear about something that's being discontinued, remember a couple of years ago when Hostess said they're going to stop uh, producing Twinkies? Yeah. And people went absolutely bananas and, and wound up, like, you know, going to stores and, and hoarding Twinkies. Right now, if you go on Amazon, they are selling boxes of Ronzoni Pastina. For twenty five bucks a box. Uh, try a hundred and eighty dollars. Really? That was uh, some of the ones that I uh, saw in this article. Hundred and eighty dollars. If you want a collector box of pastina pasta from Ronzoni, that's outrageous. That's, that's even twenty even twenty five dollars to me sounds outrageous for a box of pasta that would normally cost you what like two bucks. Yeah. 
$180 across reselling sites like Amazon and eBay, which still have the tiny star-shaped noodles in stock. You see, that's the one thing about Amazon. You know, we still are dealing with some of it now, but the shortage of items available yeah. to you in a grocery store, yet you could go on Amazon and order that stuff and it'll be in your house with two days. The stuff that was out in the grocery store yeah. was available on Amazon to be delivered to your home, which tells me that Amazon has been stockpiling all this stuff yeah, to make but it less available for the for the local grocery stores so they get the market on you buying the stuff from them. Probably. Because, I mean, they've got more buying power than, say, anybody else, but if you're buying, like, a third-party item off of Amazon... There's no telling where that price goes. You're not necessarily right. saving anything. In fact, oftentimes, things that would normally cost you a reasonable amount get jacked up exponentially simply because it's on Amazon, and it may be, you know, uh, like an item that's hard to find. But the fact that someone, like, you know, that, that someone would try to sell a box of Pastina for 100 bucks or more, they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, that's, well, but if you can make the money off of it. No, no, no. I, it, this is something that would normally cost you like a buck ninety nine in a store. Yes, but if you have something that somebody wants, you should be able to sell it for however much you want. And the stupid person is the one buying it for the $180. The whole thing stinks. And I don't know why Ronzoni is discontinuing this. You're telling me that's that's not be that it's not selling? Tell me that tell me that it's not selling it's now. Not right now it's, it's flying off the shelves. It's not that it's not selling. It's that their supplier discontinued making it. Well, their supplier is a jerk. I don't know. It just it just seems hey, do you know what today or tomorrow is? Saturday. Well, today is National Disc Jockey Day. I didn't know if you knew that. I had no idea. Uh, nobody got me anything. I didn't get anything. Tomorrow is use your gift card day. For what? An annual reminder, you use your gift cards you received as gifts before they become lost in a drawer somewhere. It's free money. So use it before you lose it. All right. We used one the other day. That was a, that was a good uh, a good call. That you found? Yeah. And it's like one of those things where like we forgot that he, we even had it. And then we said, oh, oh, look at this. We have this. I got a couple of them that I got to use because I think they're almost to the seven-year expiry mark. But I don't think they expire anymore. Do no, they? no, not at all. They used to be seven years, right? That they were good for. Yeah, but now it's if if someone has you know yeah. paid the money for that card, it sh it should be good forever until you know they go out of business. I have uh, I have fifty dollars to Luxburger. Oh, good. I have a hundred dollars uh, to Lido's. Smart. Um, I also have. You like that a lot? Yeah, I believe I have uh, uh, two hundred dollars to Pazos. Oh, good. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. You know, I called my meal in years ago. I'm sure it's ready now. I uh, just dusted off my frequent diner card at the uh, Valley Steakhouse. I was hoping to oh, yeah, go there was, over the weekend. That's a good one too. Man, I'm gonna load up at Gus and Paul's this afternoon. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be the one you want to get. Hey, grab me a bobka while you're there. Oh, absolutely. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy, a mix of rain and snow with a high of uh, 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It is 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Hello, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 850.
And Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mix of rain and snow today with a high of 36. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, oh, you got to do that in a minute. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, do you want me to do it now? You no, want to wait? do okay. it. Wait, wait, just wait. All right, just remind only, me to only, do it. It's only 851. All right, just remind me to do it. Uh, down in Georgia, a raccoon got his groin hair stuck on a railway. Oh, boy. In below freezing temperatures. Oh, my gosh. But it was saved by quick-thinking railway workers. Here is Neil, Neil Mullis finding the little guy and using a shovel and warm water to set him free. The operation was performed. Little fella's safe. There's the rest of his nut hair. Nuts froze to the rail. <laughs> Isn't that the king of the hill? Uh, I don't know. Uh, propane and propane accessories? <laughs> that little raccoon had his nut hair stuck right to that little railway. I, w- I would have thought a, yeah. I would have thought a Bunsen burner would have taken care of that. Uh, a little, a little uh, acetylene torch. What was this uh, raccoon doing? That he got his uh, his boys stuck on a rail. Double dare. Well, double I mean, double like, dog uh, dare. That's no way to conduct yourself. You know, you're absolutely right no. about that. Yes. Well, I was just out looking for bacon. Hmm. <laughs> I'm doing all these. Uh, yeah, no, you don't. Things. You don't have to do that. Why not? Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So how did he get a little? His little uh, they, they bu- pu- business stuck. Uh, kind of like uh, wasn't it? Wasn't it Flick in the uh, the Christmas story? Yeah, he stuck his, his tongue uh, he stuck to his the pole to the, to the pole. Well, the same thing. I don't know. I don't know who wet them, but uh, <sighs> they got stuck to the rail, and they had to pour warm water on it to get. Look at that little nut hair sticking right up there. <laughs> Thank God I'm a quick-thinking fella. Yeah, well, Otherwise, that little varmint couldn't have gotten killed. It's called a trash can, not a trash can not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you fur real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, the raccoon was able to escape uh, virtually unharmed with everything still intact, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, Apart from uh, a couple of hairs or two? A couple of hairs. And now uh, the raccoon has been told that uh, trespassing on railroad tracks is forbidden. You see what I did? You're there? killing me over here. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, get a load of this. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> oh, I got a load of this. <laughs> the auto parts swap and sell is yeah. going on uh, this weekend, tomorrow and Sunday at the Big E. Now yeah. we've been trying to give away these tickets all week long, and people are crazy about them. It's the ultimate indoor all automotive swap meet. You got stuff you want to swap out? This is the uh, the event to go to. A four-pack of tickets right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021 will win the four-pack of auto parts swap and sell tickets at the Big E. Good luck to you. Swap meet Louie. That's, yeah. You know who that is? No, I don't. Really. That was a song by uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. I didn't even know that. Swap meet Louie. What you need? I <laughs> I don't think we can play that song. It probably, on the radio, probably but, uh, not, but uh, it sounds terrific. Uh, oh, raggedy Rudy Poot, runned up gangster. Who do you think you are, MC Hammer? You can't afford this Louis Vuitton. Oh, what you mean I can't afford it? Why would I want to try to afford some old fake Louis? Baby, if that's real Louis, I'm Tom Cruise. Excuse me, I'd like to buy some. <laughs> that guy could really mix some words together. Swap meet Louis. He yeah, was fantastic. Good times. Anyway, yeah, 293-1021. Good luck to you. It's 855 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.